Okay, so we're jumping into Tevinasa Ayel now. Last week we made a run through. Let's uh, start attacking, yeah? Slowly but surely, Hashem. So the Gemara says, Amar Rabbi Lo, Ganav Tevinasa Ayel. Someone steals a lamb and it becomes a ram. Hegel, the Nasa Shor, he steals a calf and becomes an ox. Nasa Shinobi Adoy Knoi. A Shinobi happens while it's in his domain and he acquires it. So now that he acquired it, Talbachumacha, if he shechts it or sells it, he's potter from Dalad Behei because that which he went ahead and shechted belonged to him already. So the basic read is that this animal developing naturally creates a shinui, and now that a shinui occurred, you own it. You acquired it. The same way, Kilo, that when you go ahead and you broke a chavis d'chamra, or you shechted an animal, like you discussed in Sanachim and Aleph, you own the animal, you own the broken shards after the fact, you just have to pay the money. So to a Tevanas Ayel is a new animal, and mainly you own that original animal that you took, you owe the original animal that you took, I'm sorry, you own the new animal, you have to pay him back for it. When you So now what? So now you own it. Now this is a Pella, number one. Because here, Bishlama, when you came to Shechita before, it came to Chavisa Dachamra before, and then you did an action, you broke it. You shechted it. There, there was something you did as a Numechayev, for the kilo that the, the, the Kenyan relates back to you. Here, the animal developed on its own. It didn't, you didn't do anything to make it grow up. You put it in your backyard. In your backyard, Baruch Hashem, you're a farmer. You have plenty to eat. And it grazed on its own, naturally. You didn't do anything for it. And therefore, where's the shinui that you did, which now gives you the ownership of it? Kasha number one. Kasha number two. You bought it, you owned it, there's a Kenyan. So why does the Gemara continue after it says, period? Why does the Gemara say, Obviously, if he acquired it already, he's going to be putter from Dalad Behe, you don't have to tell me that. For the same price, the Gemara could have said, and you maktish it, the same din, what? What, why, why are you telling me there's a p'tur of Dalad Behei on an animal that I acquired already? But either way, that's, uh, that is stage one. That's the din of Rabbi Law. Rabbi Law says that what we'll call the shinui de mimele, a shinui that occurs on its own, it creates a kenyan. Number one, where's the maise kenyan? Number two is why does the, the Gemara continue according to Rabbi Law? Now, challenge is Rabbi Chanina. Rabbi Chanina, Rabbi Law. You pay everything, both the Kefil and Dalad Behei, Kein Shaganav. And if you're going to say that you acquired it with a Shinui, Amam Mishalim, Hakim is paying Kein Shaganav, Shaloy Teveach Shaloy Humeicher. So what's the kashi here? The kashi is, how could the b'risa, the b'risa says clearly that in a tevanas ayel you pay dalad v'hei. How could you pay dalad v'hei? Once it became an ayel already, it was shalei tevech shalei meicha. So the very virtue of the fact that you're paying kefal dalad v'hei, dalad v'hei dafka, 
that the Brisa states like that, it says Rabbi Chanina that the Brisa is mafurish, not like you, Rabbi Lo. That you said there was a Kenyan that occurred through the Tavanas Ayil. says Rabbi Chanina, I can prove to you from the Brisa that it's not true. So Amelay, so the question really is a technical question, right? You have a, a Svara, I can prove to you the Svara is incorrect. Amelay, so Rilo responded, Velamai, rather, what are you going to say? The reason you're paying Dao de is because Shinui Loikoni, because the Shinui wasn't Kaina. If that's the case, Amai Meshalim Kein Shaganiv. How can you're paying Kein Shaganiv, Veshalim Kihashta, you should pay Kihashta, meaning to say as follows. You, the only reason we would reevaluate the price, we would stop evaluating the price of what you paid is because you went ahead, in the case of Tvicha Dafka, right, is because you acquired the animal already. But if you had an animal that went up in value and then you shafted it, you pay the higher value. How do I know? That's the case of Chavisa the Chamra. Chavisa the Chamra goes up and that's so now I pay the higher value. So so to here, how come I'm paying the value of Cain Shaganov, I should pay the value of Hashta if the Gnebah never ended. So, I'm going to point out momentarily, that's Elah's response. Now, Lamaisa, if we're being honest, Rabbi Elah didn't answer, right? What, what was the answer to the question? His response is, I have a question on the Braisa, how come you're paying Cain Shaganov, you should pay Kahashta. Now, we're going to come back to that, what really Law is really saying. But continues the Gemara, Amaleki Hashta, so Ruchanina responds, the reason is, the reason I don't pay the current value is that Amaleki can respond to him, what, I stole an ox from you? What, I stole a ram from you? What did I steal from you? I stole, I stole a lamb. I stole a calf. So how could he pay me the demand to pay the value of the appreciated value once the animal developed already? You can't demand that from me. That's not what I took from you. I took you something smaller. And therefore, that's the reason why I pay Kein Shaganov. Now, comes along Rabbi Law and says, Amalei, Rabbi Law said to Rabbi Chanina, Hashem save us from your das. Now, what's the taina there? Why is, he, why is he getting so heated? So the answer is, that Rabbi Chanina was saying to himself, he contradicted himself. What's the contradiction? On one hand, he's claiming there was no Shinui. And the reason there was no Shinui could prove to you is because if there was a Shinui, you'd be putter from Dalad Vehei. But the Brisa says that you're Chayv and Dalad Vehei. The Brisa says you're Chayv and Dalad Vehei. It must be there's no Shinui. So that means there's no Shinui. That's the reason why you're Chayv and Dalad Vehei. Yet, when it comes to the payment of when do I assess the value of the animal, do I assess it the Shaskaniva? Do I assess it now in the present? Says of Chanina, Avadi can only assess the value from the Shaskaniva. Why? Because the animal changed from the Shaskaniva to the present. That means that Chanina himself is claiming that there was a change in the animal, in the status of the animal. There was a clear change in status. And even though there was a clear change in status, nonetheless, it's not called a shinui. So it says, What are you talking about? Make up your mind. If there's a shinui, then you're putting down the But if there's no shinui, so pay kahashta. Elamai, you're going to tell me the shinui regarding how I assess the payment, but not a shinui regarding the, the, regarding the kinyan. What are you talking about? So Amalei, so Chanina responded, Adarabba, just the opposite. Hashem save us from your das. What's that, Taina? At the end of the day, it says, I have a b'raisa. I have a b'raisa. So very good. You have a cash on the b'raisa. 
But I have a brysa. You mean chulik on a brysa? You're a mora. No mora can be chulik on a brysa. So we have a very deep Shaklavataria. Right? The Shaklavataria is really a discussion in what's the what, what's the Nikuda here? That the animal grew up on its own. There's something called a Shinui de Mamele. Does that constitute a Shinui in order to establish a Kenyan? According to Rabbi Lo, so the answer is yes. According to Rabbi the answer is no. And the crux of that revolves around this Braisa. Now, what's Taka Pshat in this Braisa? Right? What, did Rabbi, what, what, what did Rabbi Lo respond to Rabbi When Rabbi originally brought the Braisa here, he said, Ah, the Shalim Kahashta. So what's that taina? Why are you asking a question on the b'raisa? Answer his question. So in order to address this, I brought you in source for Maharam. Yeah, when I read at least the first part of the Maharam, the Maharam says as follows, Right? So that's Rabbi Law's question. If Shinui is not clean, then why are you paying Kein Shaganav? So the Maharam, meaning to say, I feel the feast of Aloscha that even according to your opinion, says Rabbi Lotharubchanina, Nami Lo Misyashavasabraisa. The Braisa doesn't make sense. I know you're asking me the Braisa against me because you're Chayv Dalad Vehei. I'm asking according to you that there's no Shinui. So the Braisa is also problematic because why are you paying Kahashta? Kain Shagana, you should pay Kahashta. Im and since it's a Kash on how you understand, Al Korchach, it must be. So that we have to say the Mishabeshasi. That the Brice itself is faulty. It's not a reliable Brice. There's a concept called the Mishabeshta. We have Brices which made it into the canon of the Tosefta. And then we have Brices which are brought by Amoroyim. Brices that are brought by Amoroyim, they didn't make it into the Tosefta. There's sometimes that there was a fault, a mistake that went into it. So Rilal is claiming that I can prove to you, you can't ask a Kasha on me from this Brice, because I can prove to you that this Brice is nonsensical. Why? Because if there's no Shinui, then, then you should pay it a hashta. And the price it says, it says, therefore, that you still pay Kain Shaganav. Therefore, continues the Maram, but like the Mashmi, you know. The Mela, you can't derive anything from it. The price is irrelevant. Then we just go back to Svara. So what was, what was really Rabbi Law responding, according to the Maharam? So according to the Maharam, the Rabbi Law was responding, the price is Mishabashta, the price is a problem. So therefore, you're asking Akasha on me, how could I say that you're paying, that you were clean at it, I, the answer is that you weren't clean it. I, the Bryce, the Bryce is a faulty Bryce, so you can't bring a proof from it. Then, Rabbi Chanina responds, no, there's a Svara, that even though there's a Shinui, there's still a Taina, Right? There's a Shinui, but there's not a Kenyan. To that, Rabbi Chanina responds, Rabbi Chanina responds, yourself. And that, Rabbi responds, no, you're the one throwing out a Bryce. There's six stages in the Gemara. Each stage has its own Chiddush. But that's a cohesive Shaklavatari up until now. Now that would be how I'd read the Gemara. Lulei Rashi. But now we have a problem. Says Rashi. Let's go stage by stage. Rashi says, You made a Shinui. This is the original statement of Rabbi Law, Stage one of the Gemara. He says, You made a Shinui in your hand and you acquired it. B'Shinui Ahimilsa with a change regarding this matter, that if you shechted or sold it, so then, whose did you shecht? You only shechted your own. And you're exempt from Dalad Vehei. 
but when it comes to Karen Vekefil, Mishalim Karen Ki Hashta, and he pay the Karen like now, the current value, Vekefil, and Kefil, you pay Kein Shagana Vukshasamadabadin. You pay either Kein Shagana Vukshasamadabadin. So let's take it one step at a time. Number one, we see very clear from Rashi, according to Rashi, Nasashini Bedo does not mean that you actually acquired it. How do I know? Because Karen, you pay Kashta. You don't pay Kein Shaganov. So what's the what's it mean in the Gemara when it says that there's a Shinui the Hamilsa, there's a Ptur Dalit We don't see that this is the continuation of the Geneva. Yeah, and Mamela, we can't be Mechayevu Dalit So now at this point, I want to speak out a concept. I'm not sure, I don't remember if we spoke about this together. I only spoke about this in Shia. So if it's repetition, Chazar is good. If it's not repetition, so Adonabah. It's also good to uh, hear for Chidushim also. So from here, I want to try to be mevasis. I want to try to establish a principle that when it comes to Geneva and how we relate to stolen objects, so there's a concept called a Dabar Haganov. There's a concept called this is the item that was taken. It's not just pshat that I didn't. I, I, I took something, an item from someone, and now I did something else to the the, the, the item. And, right? It's not just a result. Chiyuve gneiva gzila, not just a result of my actions, but chiyuve gneiva gzila are resultant to the how I relate to the object that I took. So therefore, in order to be neschayiv in chiyuvim that follow the original meisa gneiva, if you want to be neschayiv for for a mechira or a tvicha, that means I have to be mechira teveyach, the actual item that I took. Right? If I want to have an ability to give back the object, the stolen object that I took, it has to be the same object, but it was nishtane, it's a different object. So there's a concept called shinui koina, shinui makes an acquisition. Right? That we're going to have to talk about also. Right? That why is it that just because something is nishtane, all of a sudden that means that I'm the owner? Why would that be? Where's the kinin and the fact that it was Right? Now, that being said, comes along Rashi and says, the Shinui which makes a Kenyan. What's the Shinui? That it's no longer a Tle, it became an Isle. So if I stole a Tle, now it became an Isle, says Rashi, there's a Ptula from Dalad Vehei. Why? Because this, I don't see that Tle that I took here anymore. What I see is an Isle, it's something different. So obviously the object still belongs to him. Why? Because I have to give it back to him. Like we saw in Rashi and Samachem Aleph. But, is this the stolen object? This is the, this, I can say that this is the same thing that I took. This is not the same thing that I took anymore. It might belong to the owner, but it's not that what I took from the owner. This is something which developed. Mainly a putter from Dalad Vehei. But Rashi takes the whole Gemara Labdafka. Then when the Gemara says, that you, a Shinui happened in his hands and he made an acquisition over it, it doesn't mean you actually made an acquisition. Kno actually has no meaning whatsoever. It doesn't mean Kno. It means it establishes a putter Dalad Vehei. Now, that being said, how did Rashi know that? How did Rashi know that it means a Ptura as opposed to a bona fide Kenyan? So stage number one, what I would tell you is that maybe the Gemara itself is a proof for that. The question we asked before when it said, we asked, we asked, why does the Gemara continue? Why does the Gemara have to say that? Say, how is a hektish? 
Why is the Gemara talking about Shatavach Malcha Yechiv Dalad Behei? So according to Rashi, it's very, very Geshmak. The Chiv Dalad Behei is Dafka. The Dafka, when it comes to the Chiv Dalad Behei and the Tvich and the Chiv, that's where we don't see a continuation of the Maisa Geneva. But if Adi, regarding the actual, regarding the actual Kinyanim, so there was no Kinyan here. Why? Because the Shinui happened on its own. It was a Shinui de Mimela. What did you do? Therefore, that's how Rashi knew. Rashi saw from the Tavach HaMachar, that Nafkamina, that there was a, simply a, a tour in Dalad Vahey. Now, I want to go ahead and I want to share with you also, there's a Pnei Yeshua here. The Pnei Yeshua, in source number five I brought, says a different Akuda. He's, he wants to claim that Rashi knew that Miswara, Miswara, it cannot be that a Shinui Medimimele, a Shinui that happens on its own, actually establishes a Kenyan. And in order to establish a Kenyan, you have to do a Shinui Biyadayim. You have to actually physically change it. But if you didn't physically change it, so the fact that it changed in your domain doesn't result in a change of ownership. That's what he says, Miswara. Now, before we get to supporting the stance of the Pnei Yoshua, what would the Svara be? So what's unique about a Shinui Dememela, right? If a Shinui... The item became a new item. Therefore, it's not It's not the same state that it was when I took it, so therefore you don't have to return it. So then who cares how that happened? Whether it was memela, not memela. That's not the discussion point. That's not, the, that's not what's important to us. So, what you have to say is that if something happened memela, something happened on its own, that means that bishas geneva, that which it will develop into, was already latent here in the present. Since in potential, it was going to turn into that which it will be in the future. Therefore, even in the present, I can see its future state, of its future state now. That's seemingly the Chiddush in the world of Ravila. When I go ahead and I say that there's a Shinu that occurred, so... Very good, the item is not the same item to see it as the Davra the continuation of the animal. But the potential for it to be there was there from the onset. Mimela, that doesn't disconnect the, the animal from the original owner. The original owner already had a tzle, which is going to become into an aisle. That was part of his, that was part of his portfolio already. Now I'm going to prove it to you from a Diak and Rashi, Rashi on Samech Vav of Nalef, in the Ramaskal Shinri Kleine, Rashi says, Shinri Kleine, Hechid is Shani Lehu Biyadayim. Right? That Shinri is Kleine when I make a change, Biyadayim. There, says Rashi, Pshitanli to Midraisa Vadakonna, Vada, everyone agrees that when you make a Shinri Biyadayim, when you actively change it, you do something to alter it, it became a new item outside of the course of what it was supposed to be, says Rashi. Then Avada, that's what Knesset Eben agrees, establishes a Kenyan. But if something was latent, something that was there and potential from the onset, then that's a very, very big smach to the Svar of the, of the Pnei Yeshua. Claims the Pnei Yeshua, Rashi no me Svar, that would never make a Kenyan. So what's coming out in the world of Rashi is that we are, if we're trying to establish what Shita Sovi law. Shita Sovi law is that a Shinui de Mamele does not make a Kenyan, but since it's a different item, and the reason it doesn't make a Kenyan is because its future state was in potential already there at the Shaskaneva. It's not a totally different item. It's not a disconnected item. 
right? That item, I had to return. I had to return a tila, which was going to become an ayel. So I still have to return that. At the same time, I don't see this as the thing that I took. It's not the Dabar Hagonov. Mamela, when I shecht it, I don't see it as a continuation of doing an act of Isra on the same item which I started with. That would be the, the stance of Rabbi Law, Rav Chanina. So what's the din with Rav Chanina? Rav Chanina agrees with that. He disagrees with that. Right? How do we, do we know what Rabbi Law, Rav Chanina disagrees with the whole concept of Shinri Kaina maybe? Does he only disagree with the concept of a Shinri de Mimele? So says Tosis, I brought to you Tosis in source number 9, Right? Once the Chanina have a suffix, whether Shinri is Kaina, only regarding Tlevenasa Ayil. Aval, Hapshita, the Shinri Koni, Kedama Basamach, the Shinri Kaina, the Misselo, but Avanda, a regular Shinri, even the Chanina is going to be masking that Shinri creates a Kenyan. The Shita Mukabetsets reiterates this. The Shita Mukabetsets brought me into his Ted. says clearly that when it comes to the Din, of Rav Chanina, Rav Chanina Vad is maskim to be silo. There's a concept called Shinri Kaina. The whole Kiddush in the world of Rav Chanina is that a Shinri Devamela is in Kaina. A Shinri Devamela is in Kaina. Now, Aliba de Emes and the world of Rashi, it's also not Kaina, right? In the world of Rashi, it's not Kaina, it's not, it's not called the Dabar Haganov, right? And therefore, you're part from Dalar Vehei. According to Rav Chanina, the same Svara that tells us that it's not Kaina, right? The same Svara that says that since it was in potential already going to become an Ayel, therefore the change that occurs doesn't say it's not Asha Gazal. So, so too, says Rab Chanina, that same Svara is going to be the Svara to tell us that you're still, why you're still Chayiv and Dalit Because I could still view this as the Dabar Adonov, inasmuch as this is a change which is latent potential already Bishas Keneva. So therefore, really, the whole discussion is, between Rabbi Lonu Chanina, how we're explaining in Rashi, is this change of Tzlevin Ayel only an exemption from Dalad Vehei because we don't see it's a, is, is this enough of a, a change to make it that we cannot relate to this object as the same object? And therefore, Yapata from Dalad Vehei or not? That's how we're going to start off now in the world of Rashi. Now, at the end of the day, that seems a bit difficult, right? Because the Maish Lagomorah says Shinri Kaina. So I brought for you here in source number six. This is Rabbeinu Peretz. This is Rabbeinu Peretz learns, not like Rashi. This is Rabbeinu Peretz learns. That when the Gomorrah says that Shinu is Kaina, it means that Shinu is Kaina. That Amar Rabbi Loi Gnev Tasa Ayel, Egel Anasa Shor, Nasa Shinu Vedova Kanai. That you'll come a bona fide owner. You acquired it. And Ruchinin is saying, no, you didn't acquire it. So in the world of the Teresa Zorina parrots, the Gemara is a, an easier Shakovataria. The Machlekes is a less nuanced Machlekes, right? According to the law of Ilah, we don't take account the potential of what's going to be in the animal when left on its own and defining whether or not this is the same animal or not. We can't tachlis. Is this a tler, it's an ayel? I had something new, so you, don't, you own it, and that's a shinui. That would be Rabbi Law. There's no Rabbi Chanina. No, since it was here in potential, so then it's not called a Shinoi. Memele, you don't own it. Memele, you chayim and dalabahe. So the, that's the, the two ways here that we can have to read the Gemara. One in Rashi and one in the Rabbina, in the Rabbina Peretz with tremendous differences.
Now, let's continue in Rashi. Let's do number one in Rashi. Rashi says, but, so what's the din? Is not Shishim Bedov Knoi, that if you're Tevei Chamecha, you're Potter Nala Behei, but Ken V'Kefil, you're Meshalim Kahashta. Right? Ken V'Kefil, why are you paying Kahashta? That's very simple, because you still have to give it back. It's still Bereshusai. Right? In as much as you didn't make a valid, a valid kidney, you have to give it back. So when it was Nesiyaka, it was Nesiyaka Bereshusai. So you may give it back, that value. Now, continues to Rashi, and now, what's that mean? What happened in Rashi? What do you mean? Kefil is always kshasa madabedin. That's the din of Rav. Keren kein shaganav kefil is always kshasa madabedin. The chiddush is in Keren. Kefil is always kshasa madabedin. So how could Rashi say Keren? The kefil, I'm sorry, is either kshasa kein shagana kein shaganav kshasa madabedin. So the Maram also asked on this Rashi. The Maram says Prat Rashi in the Suffolk is that Rashi is addressing whether the halacha is like Rav, and therefore the kefil is shasam adabedin, or the halacha is not like Rav. And if the halacha is not like Rav, then the kefil is kein shaganav. So that's the Rashi, when he's explaining the Gemara of Ravidah, doesn't want to be meshabedim, he doesn't want to limit him to holding like Rav. Irrelevant whether you hold like Rav, he can explain to you what's the nature of the payment. And so the Maram wants to explain this line of Rashi. So now that we've gotten this far on the sugya, let's try to discuss what does it actually mean that Shimei is Kenyan. Right? We know there's Kenyan which has crest in the Torah. Um, if you learn the first parak of Kedushin, it talks at length about them. There's something called Meshicha, Hagba, right? Kenyan Soda, Khalifin, Chazaka, all different things which are means of acquisition, and they're all delineated in the Torah. That being said, it's hard to imagine there's a concept called Shinui being Kaina. What does it mean Shinui is Kaina? There's a concept called Shinui. There's no Kinyan called Shinui. You're not going to find a Mishnah anywhere that says that Shinui is a means of acquisition. So if there's no act called Shinui which achieves an acquisition, so how come when I'm commandeering and taking over this item from somebody else, the fact that I make a Shinui is going to result in me becoming the proper owner of it? There's different takes here, but the probably one of the more famous takes is that of Rav Chanan Masaman, and let's let's point it out. Yeah, let's read it together because it's an important nakuda, and now let's try to understand it, break into it a bit. So Rav Chanan here is in source number eight, and he says as follows: So the Gemara on Samech Vav and Aleph brings a statement to Rabba that. Shinu is kainu exiva betanina. The fact that Shinu is kainu is both uh, a pasuk and a mishnah. What's the pasuk? The pasuk is veheishivus agzila asher gazel. Return the object that you took. If it's kasha gazel, if it's in the same state that it was in when you took it, then you have a mitzvah veheishiv. But if it's not in the same state, it's not kasha gazel. Then there's no mitzvah to return it. That's the gemara darshan the samachov and aleph. So says Rabbi Chanan the Churah Kasha. Seemingly, this is difficult. Why? The Mikra leYadinon ele deinei chayiv ha'achzir ha'achesh nishtane. Is all we know from the pasuk is that you don't have to return something after it was changed, right? There's no mitzvah veheishiv. Vegamine yachol leima harisha chalafanecha. And there's a different concept. A concept we'll talk much more about next week called harisha chalafanecha. That I can claim, I can say that this is your object. Take it. For example, if I was to steal chametz 
before Pesach, and even after Pesach, so there I was to return it to you, so even though you can't eat it, I can say, here's your object, it's totally intact. So if a change, there's a physical change to it, I can't say, however, how do we know that the Gazan acquires it through this change? This is the, the crux of the question. So it says, So you have to say, The two things are interconnected. Why? That since the Din of Hashava was dissolved, automatically, the Gazan acquires it from the onset of the original Gzela. What does that mean? It means that the whole reason that when I pick something up as a Gazlan, it doesn't become mine, is only because the Torah says I have to give it back. But if the Torah didn't say I have to give it back, so then it would be mine right away. So how come when I don't have to give it back, it's mine? Because nothing's saying to give it back to you. That's his principle here. Now how does he know that? So he continues of Al-Khan and the proof for this. Misugi the Sanhedrin Ain Bez the Amirav. It's a Gemara the Sanhedrin, the 8th Perik. Rav says, Habalba Makhteris. If a person's coming with Makhteris, he steals something. Now he's Baba Makhteris. So the din is, but Domim Kanil, he acquired the object with his blood, the Kim Lebi de Rabimine. He acquired it because of Kim Lebi de Rabimine. Now, yes, the Gemara, the Eza Kinyan, yes, I'm sorry, the Eza Kinyan is the Kim Lebed What kind of Kinyan exists with a Kim Lebed Ramine? Kim Lebed Ramine is a Ptur on an Einish. If I do two actions at the same time, so I'm only going to be liable for the punishment for the more severe action, not for the more lenient action. So, where's the Kinyan of, of, of the Geneva in the Kim Lebed Ramine? Omochachrizah says, so it's clear from here. Since when it comes to Kimle I'm exempt from Hashava. Why? Because I'm only Chayiv for the Chiv Misa. I'm not Chayiv for the Maise Geneva. If I'm not Chayiv for the Maise Geneva, then there's no Mitzvah Essay. The Hishav Sagzela Shagazel. So since I'm Pata from Hashiva, so then Hagzela next to the Gazlan. Memela, the Gazela, belongs to the Gazlan. You have Chiv Hashava. And therefore, if it wasn't for the chiv of returning it, so then a gazan kainas adobra, the gazan uh, becomes the owner. Aye, we don't pass on like rav in this din of bedom and kaninu. Hainu desvirelu desvirelonu deloy shayek kimlei b'ramimnei elahichesh tzarich l'shalom yishalei. The only time kimlei b'ramimnei applies is when you have to pay from your own money. Veloy b'hashavas chayfet sheino shalei, but not when I'd have to return it. So it's a technical reason. It's not because Ba'etzem, we disagree with this principle that the Hafkov, the Chiv HaShava, is what achieve, accomplishes your ownership. We believe that. We're just saying that there's still a Chiv HaShava because Kim Lebed Rabbeinu doesn't pat you from returning something that's not yours. Right? Aval, Ba'ad, Ba'lav, Chiv HaShava, Niknas HaGel, Zalam. But that, which we say that without the Chiv HaShava, the Gzila, the stolen object, belongs to the Gazlan, Kliyam Asrei Everyone agrees to that. And if that's true, the retainer was astonishing. Why? Why in the world would that be? Why would it be now 
that just because I took something that doesn't belong to me, it would belong to me when there's a Ptua Hashava. Even though it's Nike So he says, nonetheless, you see from the Gemara that it's true. And therefore, any time they're going to be potter from the Din HaShava, I'm also going to make an acquisition. Don't ask his fathers. How can you acquire after it changed from the time the Meshich Rishayna? Because here, behold, I feel even if we were to have a legitimate sale, and the seller would say to the acquirer, pull my cow in order to acquire it. But the acquisition will only take effect 30 days later. It doesn't work. When would it work? Only if there's a new Maisa Kinyan. There has to be a Maisa Kinyan where, like, for example, it's standing in the Chatzar of the acquirer, of the purchaser, at the end of those 30 days. If that's the case, that you need a new Maisa Kinyan in order for it to be accomplished, the Kinyan, so how come Gzela is any different? How come Shinui is going to make it mine right away? What, you're relying on the original Maisa Geneva, the Kinyan of the original Maisa Geneva? That was, that was 30 days ago. So why is the Maisa Gzela, the, the Shinui of the Maisa Gzela, any different than a Kinyan, the Achilamet? You shouldn't be able to go ahead and have the original Kinyan take effect on the object now, at a later time. Right? So the answer is, there, the pshat is that the Kinyan only took effect at a later date. And there, the reason why it doesn't work is because when you stipulate that the effect of the Kinyan should only happen at a later time, then there's a concept called Kalsa Kinyanai. We have to see that the act that you did of acquisition results in your ownership immediately. And if you don't, there's a disconnect. It's Kalsa, it ends Kinyanai, your, your acquisition. So then, then we don't see that your act of acquisition relates to the Maisa Kinyan that you did. But when it comes to theft, the Maisa Kinyan was right away. That's, um, your, your intent to acquire was right away. So how come you don't own it? The Chiv HaShava is what's taking it out of your Rishos. The Chiv HaShava is what's taking it out of your and since we could, were able to dissolve the Chiv HaShava through the Shinui that you did, therefore, the Bik remains his. Because he says a Chiddush now, that he immediately, at the time of Gzila, becomes mine, right now, at the time of the Gzila, for the time after one Pater from HaShava. And this is comparable if I sell the animal, the, 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 the animal, the goof of the animal today, we'll pay me the achalamid, but I only get rights to the milk after 30 days. Right? The field, the cow, becomes his right away. For the time that will be after 30, for there, we don't say kosa kinyanai. So now, what's the Bukhanan say? Bukhanan says something massive, and let's try to understand, analyze what he's saying. He's saying that the etzim, every time I make a kinyan on an object, even if it's not mine, it should become mine. Why? Because I did a mesa kinyan on it. So now, if I did a mesa kinyan on it, so 
How come that doesn't take effect when I'm a Ganav in order to make it mine? The answer is because you have to give it back. But if I didn't have to give it back, then Eina Chanami, it would remain yours, it would be yours. So therefore, every time that a Ganav actually makes a Kinyan on an object, the Kinyan takes effect right away for the time period after he doesn't have to return it. That's a Chanad's piece. Mamele, the object changes, it's not Kasha Gazel. Mamele, you don't have to give it back. And therefore, since you don't have to give it back, you become the owner. Now, I want to I wanna make a point here, and then I want to challenge something here. The point I want to make is that when Avachanan speaks this all out, he says, he's not sure why this is true. He says that, he says, is This whole pshat that I'm saying, says Avachanan, is astonishing. Why would the gzila help the gazlan acquire something which is not his? Now, that means that he, is, he understands that there's actually not a logic behind what he's saying. Right? He doesn't have a he doesn't have a logical reasoning why that is, which in of itself maybe is a little troublesome. But uh let's let's see if we can put up with that point, right? I want to try to offer a reason why this would be true. Yeah? Not like Rebel Khanan. I want to give a reason why this is true. And this goes back to a question we discussed from day one. That what we really have to determine is what's it mean to own something? What is ownership? What's it mean that I have something and you don't, right? So, so, Rebbe Chanan seems, at least this Yisrael, that the Vechiv Heshiv is the only thing which determines ownership or not, really means, it shows you that what's it means to own something. To own something means that I have control over it. This is my thing. Why is this my thing? Because it's, because I can do whatever I want with it. And you can't. Now, if someone's bigger than you and stronger than you, does that mean that he can go ahead and make it his? Right? He'll beat you up and take it away. So maybe the answer is, yeah, why not? What's making it, what's preventing it from being his? Right? You, but he'll beat you up. So the answer is no. I'll tell you why it's going to be his and not yours. Yours and not his, I'm sorry. Because if he does that to you, so then you can call the police. And when you call the police, the police will come and they'll say, hey, that was his. How come you took it away from him? And even though he's bigger than you, the police are bigger than him. So you get it back. So how come when he takes it away from you, you're still the owner? The answer is you're still the owner because you never really lost control. Why didn't you lose control? Because you always had the rights to have it back. He, even though he took it, even though it's under in his domain right now, you're still in control of it because he has to give it back to you. So who cares if he has to give it back to you because, you know, the police are going to take it away from him and court's going to take it away from him. And who cares if he has to give it back to you because the Torah says he has to give it back to you. At the end of the day, he doesn't have the right to keep it. If he doesn't have the right to keep it, so then he, doesn't, he can't be the one that's owning it. Now, that would be a legitimate expression of ownership. That, mean, that means to say, right, that well, I'll give you an example of where, where we could relate to this in the opposite fashion. Let's say, for example, um, there's a country that gets into a war with another country, and they invade that other country, and they take the land. 
So the, the, whose, whose land is it? It used to be your land, but you started a war with me. So now I went to your land. And I fought you. And now I conquered your land. Can you take me out? You can't kick me out. So whose does the land belong to? So in a certain way, it belongs to the people who conquered it. Why? What was the Mysakinian? They have to put a fence around it. They have to plant on it. Or the fact that they took it away from you, that's enough. Right? I, I go into someone's house and I, I lock the door and kick the owner out. You can't come in. So whose house is it? It's his house? Why is it his house? Because he bought it, but he can't go in. So who's that? now it's my house. So if he can't come back in, I'm bigger than him, so maybe the fact that I'm in control, the fact that I, I conquered your land, means that it becomes mine. Now if they could take me to the Hague and say there's war crimes and this and that, and the Hague makes me give it back, so then that shows I never had control. Or if the police are going to come and say, hey, you stole this land from him, and therefore, how could you do that? You're a big bully. And that just shows me that I never had control. But theoretically, if they weren't able to do that, obviously that means I have control. That's Kavaldic. Now, that being said, as I told you something very straightforward. I'm a straightforward. So how come Rabbi Khanan says it's a tema, the Masfar of Right? So the assumption is that ownership is not just purely based off control. And this maybe is something which is intuitive, but ownership is, the reason I owned it is because it's my object. It's mine. Why is it mine? Because I paid for it, because I got it as a present, because it was ownerless and I acquired it. And therefore, this money became connected to me. This object became connected to me. That's why it's mine. It's not very good you could take it away from me, but that doesn't disconnect me from the object. The object is still mine until I choose to relinquish my ownership over it. You know, that, that almost, I think, is something that we relate to more. Ownership is not limited to control over an item, but ownership is a connection to the item. This is, this is my object. This is my, this is my clea. This, is, this belongs to me. All right? If that's the case... The Nevada needs a beer. My a, a, a tour from the Chiva Shava would make you the owner. Right? Because even if you don't have to give it back, so you not having to give it back is not what's indicative of you being the owner or not. You not giving... What makes you indicative of the owner is the object's mind. Is it, there might be a connection with this object. If the answer is, yes, I have a connection with the object, so then you really don't care if you have to give it back to me or not. That's not what determines what's mine and what's yours. So I assume, I assume that that's why um, the Bukharan has a suffix here. Kilo, he says it's a milsoblaitam. Because he's assuming that ownership is more than just control over an object. Ownership is actually it being yours, it's being belonged to you, it's an extension of you, it's mine. If that's the case, then obviously the Bukharan doesn't work. If that's true, then we'll have to know why Shinri does work, right? Why the why is so good? So now the object is yours. And now the object went through a change. Now due to the, due to the change of the object, the object what? It lost that connection? Why did that happen? How did that happen? So number one, we have to be magdir what that connection is. Number two, what changes when there is an... Uh, what, what changes in that relationship between me and the object, now that it was a Geneva. And number three, so then how is that actually going to go ahead and vary 
when it comes to a shinudu or a shinudu and all these different parameters that we've seen flux within the different rishonim and achrenim. So how is that going to go ahead and interplay with these different details? So Mitzvah Hashem, we'll start that next week. Um, we'll go over that next week. I'm not sure why this week went to, went quicker. I was assuming that there's a lot on the on the Marmakemis. The Baruch Hashem we got through it quickly. So Mitzvah Hashem, we'll uh, finish up the sugya next week.